what the fuck? Like, as we are recording this live on Friday, um, September, the, 20th. Yes, September 20th, they've blown the whistle on Donald Trump. Uh, but they, it, the facts that are coming out of Washington are vague. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly how they like it. Um, yeah. They'll keep us in a haze of just, you know, ambiguity until the next uh, bowl of crap is slung at a fan somewhere and then we're all distracted by something else. Um, But the fact that one government official stepped forward and through official government uh, protocol uh, submitted a like, I forget what it's called officially, but like basically a whistleblower concern saying that the president has made a... uh, very uh, concerning promise to a foreign leader. They're saying it's Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think Giuliani might have confirmed it this afternoon yeah. with his crazy In a ass fucking rant. meltdown. <laughs> Holy shit! I'm gonna put the clip right here. Did you to ask the Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden. No, actually, I didn't. I asked the Ukraine to investigate the allegations that there was interference in the election of 2016 by the Ukrainians for the benefit of Hillary Clinton, for which there already is a court finding. You never asked anything about Hunter Biden. You never asked anything about Joe Biden. The only thing I asked about Joe Biden is to get to the bottom of how it was that Lutsenko, who was appointed, dismissed the case against Antac. So you did ask Ukraine to look into Joe Biden? Of course I did. You just said you didn't. No, I didn't ask him to look into Joe Biden. I asked him to look into the allegations that related to my client, which tangentially involved Joe Biden in a massive bribery scheme, Rudy, not unlike Rudy. what he did in China. Rudy, you explain to me how the kid got one point five billion dollars. I have no problem when Joe with Biden you launching allegations, but just be careful about what you say. I asked you, did I you ask Ukraine to look at Joe Biden? You said no. Then I you went on ask- to say that you did. No, I didn't say that. What I said was this. I asked them to investigate the allegations that relate to the false charges against the president of the United States. Those allegations tangentially involve Biden. So your answer should have been yes. Let me finish, Chris. Let me finish. Go ahead. And don't try to interrupt because you don't like the answer. And you want to distort what I'm saying. Evasiveness. And you want to distort what I'm saying. I don't want to distort. you're totally biased. I'm not biased. You are, Why would I have you on if I were biased, knowing that we're going to have this kind of conversation? Because it is sad to watch what happened to you. It's sad. Sad to watch what happened to me. I'm a sellout. You are a sellout. You are telling me that I'm a sellout. These are crimes of major proportions. And because they're Democrats, you won't cover it. A a, a $1.5 million investment by China in Biden's private equity fund and the partners I'm not are saying that Terry's these types of things haven't shouldn't be looked at whitey bulger's nephew do you know that they were partners with whitey bulger's Rudy, nephew i'm not saying that That's anything outrageous. that you're saying shouldn't and be looked at your corrupt media won't cover it because he's a democrat rudy i can't just cover something because you say i should Um, <laughs> did you see that? Did you see that whole uh, meltdown? No, you can talk into the mic. All right, yeah. Um. <laughs> Let the record show that our guest shook his head. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I, I know he was uh, talking about how Trump didn't do something, and then like the next sentence, he admitted to Trump doing something. Yeah. Can you elaborate or? Um, 
well, they were just like, uh, 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 what, what, what was it that he said? Basically, he was talking to Chris Cuomo. Yes. And uh, Chris Cuomo was trying to grill him on whether uh, he received instruction on Trump's behalf to investigate Joe Biden uh, on some sort of transaction that happened within recent history. But, you know, the timing is, of course, suspicious given the uh, he's a the Democratic he's running to be the Democratic nominee for president. And um, at first, Giuliani was just like, no, no, we I, I would I would never say anything like that. But then as Chris Cuomo pressed him, he was just like, yeah, no, yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I did ask for uh, the investigation. And then um, following that up, uh, Donald Trump was asked that in a press conference in the Oval Office. Mm hmm. And he, they were just like, what do you say to all to the whistleblower that, you know, is talking about how you made promises? And he's just like, that was a partisan person. And that conversation never happened. And then a few seconds later. But if that but when I did have that conversation, uh, it was a beautiful conversation. Oh my God. And uh, and yeah, that's that's what happened. And he said, do you think I'd be stupid enough to say on a phone call that's being listened to by multiple people? Uh, to say something like that. First of all, I wouldn't say anything like that because I only want the, you know, the best for the country. You know, I would only do good. Sure. But, you know, it's just like, do you think anybody's stupid enough? It's just like, no, we think that you're stupid enough to do some shit like that. I mean, it was just two weeks ago. You drew a, uh, 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 sh you drew on a, uh, a weather map with a, a Sharpie. He drew a titty <laughs> on drew a fucking hurricane. Anyway, don't you love how we're like we're starting off and we haven't introduced you yet? Um, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who am I? Uh, yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, people from all around, uh, we are joined today by the illustrious, the agent provocateur Habib Khan. Twenty confirmed clap, kills clap, clap, clap. Khan. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty confirmed kills Khan. Um, and you're listening to Pablo Morale Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. Ooh, I was a little sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> so, Habib, what, what's been the craziest thing this past week that has jumped out to you in terms of this whole... I mean, look, I, I know it's like asking, like, what, what was the wettest part of this hurricane? But, like... <laughs> If it's the wettest from the standpoint of water. Jeez. <laughs> but if there's anything that like sticks out in your mind, what would it be? Um, hmm. Well, I think it was yesterday uh, a drone strike in Afghanistan killed, I think, um, originally they said 30 to 40 farmers, but now they, I think they brought it up to 70 farmers. Jesus. Uh, yeah, in Afghanistan, they thought they were ISIS or whatever. I don't know what uh, terrorist group, but yeah, and there's no one's talking about it. Um, Bernie Sanders is the only one that mentioned it, and he yeah he calls out uh, the U.S. Um, imperialism or whatever you want to mm -hmm. categorize it as mm -hmm. in Afghanistan. And yeah, it's it was a yeah, we're like still stuck in there. People are still dying, and you don't hear about it here. Dear God. And here's the other thing. Um, this ends the whole thing with Saudi Arabia and Iran. Uh, the um, the oil f uh, facility in Saudi Arabia yeah. that was allegedly 
a drone strike a, a drone struck by Iran mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there's so much coverage and outrage over a facility with oil yeah versus that and versus all these human lives human mm-hmm. lives not not just in Afghanistan but also in the US, in the Saudi war in Yemen where yeah school bus full of children were killed and Jesus Christ no oh. one gives a shit well because it's like they're trying to contain it because it's an like upcoming election here right so they're trying to like uh, minimize that because it's bad press for our occupier in chief. But Do they would also be downplaying that nonetheless, right? Um, I I think that they're they just announced recently that they're sending some. Uh, they're upping the military force in the region for uh, defensive purposes or whatever. What, in the region, like where in, in the, Afghanistan? No, uh, in uh, near Iran and the Persian Gulf. Shit. Oh, great. Um, I, I I'm not sure that. Do you like think Iran did it? Did I? Do I think Iran did it? Yes. All right. Because uh, they have um the, the U.S. um military, they have all these ships like around the region with radar that'll detect anything that flies through the airspace over there. So like how did Iran manage to fly a drone? I I don't know if they're saying it's from Iran or from Yemen, um, without the US detecting it. You really do you think are you trying to say that it that it might be a false flag uh operation? I, I'm just saying that Iran hasn't proven to have that uh, sophistication to launch such a strike, and the U.S. has the sophistication to detect such a strike, and this just happened. But Trump, unless Mysterio is working for them, <laughs> I actually haven't watched um, Far From. Oh, God yeah. damn it! <laughs> yeah, and haven't watched The Shining uh, either. You've cut Ernesto's arguments in half. All right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit in the corner. I, d- I do know what Mysterio was about. Like I mentioned, like the whole multiverse thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, um, there's. Yeah, I was. I mentioned how um, Marvel MCU wouldn't uh, introduce such a huge concept in a Sony film. They would have saved it for their films. Mm, mm. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. that's definitely something I want to explore in the latter half of the show. <laughs> but okay. But in, in regards to um, Iran and Saudi Arabia, um, there's definitely something fishy going on there. I mean, the fact that such a strike could happen under the circumstances that you guys just mentioned um, does raise a light of a lot of eyebrows. Like, you know, is the U.S. military or whatever joint venture is going on between uh, um, the U.S. military and Saudi Arabia just incompetent or... Is this a prelude for something else? I honestly don't think it's a false flag operation, and I'll tell you why. Because I think uh, a war with Iran right now uh, is a bad move strategically in terms of trying to get Trump reelected. I think that's the reason why he fired John Bolton. Because John Bolton was just like, let's go to war with Iran. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. And, uh, you know, he was like, no, it's going to cost me. So... Um, <laughs> So I think that um, he, all he's doing right now is he's acting tough with the sanctions. That's about as far as it'll go. Uh, because, yeah, I just think it's, it'll be bad for business on all fronts. Because imagine if we got, go into a war 
like his his poll numbers are down in the 30s mm. now they're gonna plummet into like the 20s like nobody's gonna support this fucking war mm. Mm. Um, true so true. the patriots yeah the only it. yeah only his base which is like you know getting smaller and smaller i mean like you know, I don't know. They they don't turn out for Don Trump Jr. They don't turn out for the spawn of his ugh, loins. So, um, <laughs> I, I and his his rallies are just getting you know small to me. And uh, it seems like he's having more and more of them. That's the thing. It's like every every we- other weekend he's just like having another rally and he's it, it, covered in flop sweat all the time and he looks like he's he doesn't even look like he's really trying to drum up his support it's like he's testing material yeah like you ever you ever go and see like a stand-up comic you know like a with a big name and they're just like oh this is the preview show i'm just working out material they, they'll tell you this beforehand yeah and just to see what lands and what doesn't it's just like that's what he looks like yeah it's sad <laughs> it's so sad it is sad um speaking of sad uh well, no, maybe not sad, but upsetting. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about Justin Trudeau for yes. a little bit? <laughs> All right. At this point, is there any white politician at this point that has not done blackface? I think it might be easier to keep track of them that way. Like, if we can just confirm those who haven't done it, then the rest, you know. How many times has he has uh, Trudeau done black and brown face? Um, at this point, I think it's just been part of every family function. No, I'm just let me no. let me stop. Three times, ta- three confirmed times, right? <sighs> Including a video. There was uh, a yes, video. The video, was a yeah. Video. He was f- uh, uh, full black. It wasn't just face, full body. Oh my god. Well, what do you mean full body? His he arms, like, his legs, uh, his yeah, his entire body. Like his entire body was covered. Yes. Well, first of all, that um, that blackface they did trying to impersonate like. The Prince of Arabia or something like that was. Uh, that was I think that was Aladdin. Yeah. Aladdin. Was, was it, it was Aladdin? Aladdin? Yeah. First of all, I want to know what kind of paint did he use because that dude was completely like, like covered. Like he, yeah. like he went all. This was he, he was like he put in as he much was like effort. a racist vision. He <laughs> 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 nice. I like that. He put in as much effort as like professional cosplayers. That's yeah. how thorough his makeup was. Like if he wanted a, the thing is he wanted a nail racism because you know Canada nails healthcare, <laughs> and so they're just like we're also gonna nail racism too. It's like Th- we we don't go half in, eh? You know. Yeah. So, but he <laughs> we tre- go full ma- maple leaf, okay? Trevor Noah was Yo-hoser. brilliant about it. He's just like it's like if you're gonna be it's like first of all you weren't even. If you're going to be racist, at least be like correct in terms of skin tone. You don't look like a white guy trying to be Aladdin. You look like Aladdin in blackface trying to be a different version of Aladdin. Like it was just it's like and they did a side by side of like the cartoon Aladdin and Justin Trudeau. I was just like, oh, he's right. But um, yeah, it's it was like this was like the thing to do back in the day. Um, I'm not excusing what he's doing, um, but uh I think the elections in Canada are, are next month, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so who's releasing all this information now? That's uh, mm. like a the Mike Cernovich type character. Mm. I mean, look. It's like all of a sudden, this is, uh, it, it's been yeah planned to be released at this time, right? Uh, not excusing what he's doing. Right, of course not. I mean, like, uh, it's is it, it falls into like that political like arena where 
there's skeletons in the closet for a, let's say, a quote-unquote, like, good politician. And then when they come out, it's, like, politically, it's, like, strategic. And But, they're like, this, nobody wins in this situation. Nobody wins. True, true, because it basically, um, like, progressive, uh, the progressive side just starts to eat itself a little bit. Um, when these issues, I mean, rightly so to a certain extent, because um, this sort of thing shouldn't be swept under the rug. But at the same time, it just plays into the other side's hands. The thing, if there's anything that I can say about Justin Trudeau is that from what I've heard thus far, he has not tried to tap dance around this or excuse himself. He's just been like, you know what? This was fucked up that what I did. I have, you know, I have no excuse at all. And I think... If there's any first step that's correct in terms of trying to, to mitigate this disaster, because it is a disaster, um, it would be that. Just own absolutely all of it. And if I could draw some sort of parallel, I mean, I know they're not exactly on the same level, but um, uh, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, uh, uh, James Gunn. J- uh, yeah, James Gunn. Like when he got caught out there for the tweets that he put out, like over those tweets, over you know, t- that wasn't like th- fucking. But I mean, they were still like, like he was talking about like, you know, fucking children or something true. along those lines. So he, um, when when he was when he when he was put in the spotlight. Yeah, th- these I can't are, believe I just defended him. You you like you you like those movies too much, Matt. But <laughs> but. But the thing is, when those came out, I mean, I was mad as fuck at, at him. But if there's anything that I that I have said about him during that time and still say to this day is that he did not try to, like, explain it away. He was just like, you know, what I said was fucked up. I am not the same person that I was back then. But at the same time, I did say those things. And Disney letting me go, like, I completely understand. And I'm not I'm not even going to, like fight it or anything because you know they're doing what they got to do you know and he's just like and thank you and i enjoyed doing the films and you know and that's it and he didn't say anything afterward like oh you know my rights are being treaded upon whatever happened to the he's just he just left just like fuck it you know and then you didn't fucking louis ck it exactly oh Oh, man (laughs) oh you know but so so i think that's the first step in terms of like if you if you're honestly sorry about it, just own it, and then let the chips fall where they may. So I think that's where um, Justin, or uh, I'm not on a first name basis with him, but uh, you know Justin Trudeau is uh, at least taking the right first step. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, um, it maybe maybe another uh, uh, li- another person from the Canadian Liberal Party will step up to replace try to maybe replace him and take that seat but mm. i don't know that's uh it's a, it's a fucked up situation i, I know you're rooting for brian adams look man i search your heart <laughs> search your soul i don't know any brian adams um that's the only one i know <laughs> I, all i know is that he did the song for what's it called uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Is yeah. that the one that you were just singing? Yes, I was. Okay. That's the only one I know. Uh, that, oh, okay. All right. Then there you go. Um, it was the sappiest high school song that I could conjure. That's <laughs> what you sang to your girl, you know? Well, of course it's sappy. It's from Canada. That, oh. Ooh. Are, didn't you just go to Canada like yeah, a year ago? Yeah, you know like, what? <laughs> I love Canada. That was a reference to its rich maple syrup uh, history. 
Um, Rich maple. Wow. Yeah. All right. So uh, <laughs> I want to I want to see you like pull up to the border now. <laughs> Aren't you that guy from Robots versus Texas? <laughs> I'll be like, no, my name is Snavel Martinez. And they just they just throw you to like the mooses. Yeah. Just to be devoured by moose mm. and Canadian geese. Exactly. Ooh, wow, we've strayed off topic there. Uh, so happy you showed up to today's show, Habib. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I came for the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, folks. We have pizza on this show, so if you ever want to be a guest, and, you know, we like you, um, you can look forward to pizza or chips or something else. <laughs> Uh, but for right now, we're basking in the glow of embarrassing, terrible situations re- with regards to our current culture. So mm-hmm. um, let's let's veer away from Justin Trudeau's uh, horrible blackface workers' uh, family party. Oh yeah! All right, let's talk about uh, let's talk actually about that. That now you wanted to talk about that, Habib, with uh, w- with the working families party uh, endorsing Elizabeth Warren. Now, what do you want to what do you want to say about that? Yeah, I just <laughs> I just want them to release the um the totals because fifty percent of the vote came from their leadership, and fifty percent from uh, members, uh, whether they're paying or non paying, and I think it was back in twenty sixteen they did release the totals uh, of uh, the full breakdown of the votes, and now they're saying they can't do it. So uh, you're the, saying that some kind of like. Like uh, what you're saying that lobbying, like corporate money, has or like no, no. Um, there's uh, there's like about uh, between sixty to seventy people in um, the WFP leadership, and they were given fifty percent of the vote for that uh, that uh, election that they had um, between like five or six candidates, and um, the other fifty percent were just like thousands of members. Uh, like I'll, I'm a member as well. So those 60 people got 50% of the vote and they're not releasing the breakdown of whether or not, like how many people from the leadership voted for uh, Bernie or Warren and how many, uh, what percentage of people voted for um, those same candidates. And there's no good reason for them not to release that information unless the party leadership overwhelmingly voted for Warren. But why, what, what do you think is the end game there? There, like, there is no the the end game is just to endorse Warren over Sanders. That's it. And is it because they think, uh, from your point of view, you th- do you think that they think that that's a safe bet? Um, it's it's not a safe bet because I'm pretty sure the their members voted overwhelmingly for Sanders, and if you just browse their Twitter feed or uh, on their Facebook group, you'll see a, uh, about 95% of the comments are anger and ritual directed at uh, WFP for choosing Warren over Sanders. Do you think this is going to result in some kind of infighting with the with the Working Families Party? Yeah, there's going to be. Um, people are like unsubscribing or no longer being paying members. And me personally, whenever I vote, um, I, I make sure... I vote under the workers' family party line, like whichever Democratic candidate it is, and I'm no longer going to do that. Okay. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 
And the other thing I is, I just don't understand why they would make that kind of like decision, though. Like it's so early; the, no one has to endorse anyone yet. Shit. That's that's strange. When when have they traditionally um, thrown their weight behind a candidate? Like how many months before, let's say a presidential election? Um, I don't remember how 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 long before, but it was pretty clear that they were going to choose Sanders over Clinton. Um, yeah, that that's just basic. Um, because he's the closest to the value. He still is the closest to the value. Mm. Yeah. Mm. This is this seems like it's a developing situation. Yeah. Oh, and they also um endorsed Crowley over AOC. Motherfucker. What? Oh. Yeah. In that primary. So, but that see maybe, do you, do you think it's because? Now I'm just like wondering how much money is going into the pockets of like the that leadership because Crowley was famously like a, a status quo politician, you know, in the pockets of like corporations and shit and just trying to like do the mini- just the most minimal kind of change as a democrat as possible. Like he was just like your typical status quo um democratic yeah. politician. So I'm wondering now how much of that has infiltrated the Working Families Party, given the, this kind of information that they voted for Crowley over AOC, or are they just that afraid of change? No idea. I honestly don't know. I don't think it's uh, related to money. Um, I'm always so pessimistic. I'm just <laughs> like, who's paying who? Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Follow <laughs> the money. That's yeah, the, that is the name of the game. I mean, yeah. all this political positioning with. You know, various groups, you know, they're just trying to carry favor with whoever's the winner. You know, Yeah, yeah. It, it could have been something as simple as uh, Warren promising some of the members some position. Some position white power. House. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Uh, I don't like that. Every politician has to play that game, no matter how much we like them. You know? Yeah. Even even at some point, like as much as we like Bernie, like. There's some of those things he's gonna have those some of those deals he's gonna have to make. Yeah, I'm, I mean, like, yeah, the, the, every every politician has like skeletons in their closet. With regards to Bernie, it was like that whole thing with like he him being pro gun in Vermont, mm. um, and him being kind of unable to defend that. So um, I I actually understand his uh, position on being pro gun in Vermont. Um, because I, I spent uh, a lot of time upstate, uh, and it's maybe like an hour or so away from uh, Vermont. It's it's up there. It's like a rural area. Okay. And, and I do a lot of uh, night sky photography. and um, I thought you were going to say, I do a lot of hunting. I'm yeah, like, I was know just what? like, holy I, shit. I, I, I thought this was going to ter- make a dark ass you turn. You need to no. come clean right I, now. I've, I've I'm only just joking <laughs> about the 20 confirmed kills. <laughs> <laughs> I've only fired paintball guns. Um, <laughs> but uh, so um, I, I, I go out there at night and there's, you don't, s- it's pitch black. You don't see anything. Mm. And I, f- and I, and I feel scared to go out there because I, I would sometimes go out there and I would be alone. Yeah. And uh, like you hear things moving around in the bushes <laughs> and it's like, shit, I understand why people have guns in these areas for protection. Is that why they have them? Like for, for stuff that moves around in, in what's well, Vermont? Because like-, uh, like if you were to call 911 how long will it take for help to arrive? Will you, <laughs> will you even have reception? 
Um, the police department trying to are call like, the cops are or, like five deep in that area or something like, like that. Like you, you have to be able to defend yourself. So understand why people have guns up there and okay. why they have dogs. All right. Yeah. Well, I just imagine like one official cop on the on the Vermont police force yeah. is like five snow foxes, like dressed <laughs> up in a in a man suit. <laughs> <laughs> this is where your it's imagination. Like, it's goes. an official Vermont police officer. But squeaky. <laughs> I, I <laughs> McFluffy tail. All right. Anyway. So I'm sorry, Abby. Back to um, yeah. Back to like the serious situation. Sorry, I can't. I can't help but do that. So yes, you understand why people have like dogs and guns um, out there, and like. As a city person, I haven't been in the like the deep woods very often in my life. But when I have, um, it's definitely a, a very sudden change into like how your proprioception clocks into what's around you. I mean, yeah. here in the city, you know, there's always background noise that almost like reassures you about what's going on. It's like our <laughs> it's like our version of what like bats have, you know, when yeah. they send out a sound, they can just tell what's around them. It's just like, oh, you know, car in the distance, a train, you know, somebody, some two people having a fight down the street. Like, you know, you're by civilization but when you're in the woods and it's dark and you look up at the sky and you can actually start to see the band of the Milky Way. Like yeah, crossing you do the see sky. It, yeah. It's just like, oh, shit. If I if right now I had to run from something, I'm fucked. Yeah, because I'm running right either into a stream or off a cliff, and I wouldn't know. Right, right <laughs> into a tree, just impaled on a tree. Right, <laughs> tree impaling. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It happens. Yeah, it kills three people every year. Yeah. <laughs> All of them, my clones. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, oh my god! I, I don't want to walk into that forest. <laughs> Dead Pablo clones. <laughs> Can we talk just a little bit about, um, uh, court, like what's his name? Uh, Cortez, uh, Trump's official, uh, Hispanic friend. Oh my God. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know about this. So can you, um, break it down? so, uh, at a, at a rally, um, Trump, uh, pointed out to one of his like, you know, political cronies in the crowd who is his, who is, you know, uh, a, a Latino guy. Uh, last name Cortez. Uh, hold on a second. Cortez. Cortez. I forget what his first name is. Let me pull it up. We're going to dox him? Um, <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> Live on the show, doxing, <laughs> our new segment. Um, it's called What's Up Dox. So, <laughs> yeah. So he basically pointed out to him in the crowd. And then... Um, and then he was like, this is my Hispanic uh, friend right here. Because uh, Donald Trump is, is suffering in the Latino vote, like in the Latin vote. So he's, I wonder why. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, because, you know, he's trying to build a wall and the wall gets really hot. <laughs> and he said to himself, you could fry an egg you on it. You can fry an egg on it uh, on a vertical on surface. On a vertical yeah. surface. That's right. <laughs> and it's like he, slap an egg on yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> He also forgot about something called ladders and gloves for when it gets hot, right? <laughs> they actually showed video of like it, two two migrants coming over the the slats. Oh my um, god! This morning I saw it, like two migrants just like 
gutting it, gunning it with uh, with glo- with these with these big fucking gloves, and they just got over the wall. Nice. Wow. So we need to send those guys to the Olympics. Yes, we should. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and then he called this guy. Uh, he was like the, the his uh, la- Latino voter or whatever. Uh, he called him like singular. He's, yeah, he's like uh, he he look he's his his he's Hispanic, but he looks more wa- more like a wasp. He looks more more waspy than I do. He's just like, do you love your country or do you love Hispanics? He asked this guy, what and the then the fuck? guy was like. I love my country, you know, because he's fucking bought bought and sold. He's uh, what uh, people in the Latin diaspora call a a gusano. What does that mean? Uh, It means a worm. Oh, yeah, kind of uh, eating away at. uh, It's a very generous and and nice term, as far as I'm concerned. I'd go a lot harder with it. Yeah, he's a. Trump's just a piece of shit, and he's just like dying for votes at this point. For sure. I mean, he lost his African American. Oh yeah, that's right. That guy, <laughs> that dude became like an independent. That dude was and just he dropped like, the Republican Party like a bag of hot rocks. He's like, "Fuck this guy. I'm done. You know, I'm not his African American anymore." It's just like, ah, uh, you know, it was just him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I won't be used as a political prop. I remember reading. Holy mm. shit! I can't believe that happened. Yeah. Stephen Cortez. That was the name of the guy. Oh, okay. Um, he was a uh, Trump supporter. All right, Stephen. If you're listening to this, you can still come home. <laughs> no, fuck that. Just the door up. is closed. Oh shit. <laughs> oh. A la calle. <laughs> so, I guess now we can we can switch over. <laughs> You sure? Yeah. You sure? I mean, there's still some more horrendous we, yeah. shit. Yeah, we could talk about Candace Owens. I mean, we yeah. were listening to her bullshit right before you know the show started. She makes me sick. Let's yeah. not talk about her then. All right. She's like, yeah, because if you say her name like three times in a mirror, she appears to tell you that um, white terrorism isn't a problem, oh. and, and black people are doing fantastic. Yeah. I'm so Oh God! <laughs> well, contain that anger, my friend. Just bottle it down. I'm drown, gonna, drown your sorrows in pop culture. Just gonna paraphrase uh, Bill Burr here. I'm just gonna push it down, put it in a bottle, and put it on that shelf that lives in every man's chest. <laughs> just that shelf of anger. Just putting stuff away. And I'll be dead at sixty. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, um, in case you're wondering what show this is, uh, well, let me tell you. I'm Pablo Morale Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo with special guest, Habib. 20 confirmed kills. 21. 21. Damn. Okay. Uh, well, then. During the show, this guy is good. <laughs> 21 confirmed kills con. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Holy shit. <laughs> I saw him do it. It was fast. God damn. It was scary. And yeah, I got to say, it's kind of charming. I'm sure he's the most you know polite assassin you will ever meet I don't want to do this but I got to get paid (laughs) yeah that's to lull them into a false sense of security (laughs) oh man oh shit all right so we're talking about like uh, what are we 
let's go right. down the list. So just to get into our, you know, Marvel fanboy uh, mode, as we usually do, uh, the rumor mills have been churning and churning and churning that we will get to see none other than Tony Stark in the Black Widow movie that's coming out in May of next year, 2020. Oh, jeez. Is that going to be a flashback? It's a flashback, right? The whole movie's in the past? It's going to be um, a shot of just him decomposing. No, let me stop. Oh. Uh, that, that, one, that one was just for you, Pablo. But now it, it'll <laughs> it'll most likely be a flashback because the Black Widow movie is theorized to take place over several several different timelines. One before um, she joined the Avengers that she was when she was still part of the Red Room, and then I hear that the other timeline will be sometime after Civil War when she's on the run with Team Cap. Um, so it's, it's probably going to jump around a bit. Um, and he'll be in there for some reason, I suppose. I mean, but at this point they have to pay Robert Downey Jr. so much just for walking onto the lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) They just roll up to his house with a dump truck full of cash. (laughs) Here Here you go, Mr. Downey. How, how do you feel about uh, Marvel going back in time? With in this, it's, it's supposed to be this new new phase, right? Post uh, Infinity War. Uh, sort of like filling in some of the gaps with like um, the Loki, um, the Loki series. But the Loki series is not in the going. It's, it's exploring something completely new that's going to connect to the present, right? Well, it's gonna. I think it's gonna explore some of his. Um, but that's isn't that like an alternate universe because it, yeah, it's it takes place in a timeline that split off. Remember how Hulk? Oh, that's right. It? That's yeah. right. That's right. Or but like it's gonna link up somehow because that's that's how Mar- that's how Marvel does. But in terms of like going back in time, what are you what are you specifically referencing? I mean, like it's it's not going to give us new information about uh, the larger universe and. I don't know. They're they're coming up with all these new shows and films that are taking place post Avengers post, and post and now Avengers they're just Endgame, going yeah. back. Well, I think it's to fill I think it's going to give us new information to fill in the gaps of some of the characters backstory, especially the new characters are going to be uh introducing as well as well, what lengths, what new characters? Um f- uh Miss Marvel Who's going to be coming oh. up? She Hulk. Oh man, dude. Okay, all right. I, I didn't know that. I can't fucking wait for oh, Ms. Yeah. Marvel. Sorry. Yeah. I can't wait for Ms. Marvel. Oh yeah, that's going to be that's going to be super dope. But yeah, Miss Marvel's coming. She Hulk's coming. She's getting her own show as well. And I think they're going to start laying some of the preliminary groundwork for the introduction of the mutants into oh. the MCU because um, with the upcoming uh, the Eternals movie. Um, that takes place thousands of years before thousands of years ago. <laughs> for the, sorry, for the ancient universe nice, as we know him. Nice callback. <laughs> nice callback. But, um, you know, that storyline takes place thousands of years ago in terms of like their influence on Earth and stuff. And I think that's going to set up the mutants somehow. So I think that's what phase four is going to be about. Just introducing some introducing some new characters and laying groundwork for like this epic future that's coming. No, but what I meant, uh, Black Widow isn't doing either of those things. It's just like a walk down memory lane in a way. I, you know, that's what I was thinking was going to happen. But knowing Marvel, 
There I, might be some twist where it's yeah. like an alternate timeline version of Black Widow, maybe, and then she comes back. An alternate, I don't know, maybe. One interesting theory I heard, I was listening to um, the new rock stars on YouTube today, and they, these guys, they're just great about just throwing crazy-ass theory to the wall and just seeing what sticks. Um, what if um, when Tony Stark did his snap, his final snap, um, somehow within the course of him being like in the soul world and stuff like that, he went and made a deal for her soul. Mm. With who? Mephisto? I don't know. I mean, he's Iron Man, you know? Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. It does To me, it doesn't matter because I'm boycotting the Black Widow movie anyway. Uh, same. same Why? Um, because ScarJo came out with... Um, with basically her saying that, uh, you know, actors can play. Oh, no. Not only can actors play whoever they want, which is how she defended her role in uh, Ghost in the Shell. Oh. But she also defended, um, what's his name? Woody Allen. She was just like, he didn't rape nobody. Wow. I know him. I, yeah. I know him. Uh, and know. I believe him. Yeah, I believe him. So everybody could just, you know, shut up because I believe yeah, like everyone believed the Epstein, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like, uh, ScarJo, come on. All right, yeah. I wasn't planning on watching it in theaters anyway, so, but, <laughs> yeah. but this uh, sort of solidifies it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and the thing is, none of us are going to go on the same rampage that, like, the incels go uh, <laughs> when they were angry at uh, Brie Larson. It's just like, we're stating our intentions. We're going to do it. And that's it. We're not going to personally attack her. No, no, no. We're no. not going to look at every single interaction she has and says, oh, oh look at it. They, they don't like working with her. Blah. It's just yeah. like, nah, you said something fucked up. We're not supporting you. End of story. You yeah. Know, so pretty much. So, you know, take a note from our book. Yes. <laughs> Please. For the love of God. For the love of God. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, but, you know, if if they do get RDJ, it's going to be. I don't know. It's it's gonna it's gonna pull at the heartstrings, you know. I mean, we're all still a little sore over over his. Uh, Nobody's more sore than. Do I you think am. they'll bring him back as a hologram in future films? Yes, they're Most talking likely. about doing that for the upcoming Riri Williams Ironheart series. Let's let's talk a little bit about Star Wars. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to jump into because I heard this crazy rumor. Tell us, I haven't heard. Yeah, I haven't about, heard it either. It's a it's about the opening scene of. Um, the rise of Skywalker. And if this happens, I think I might cry. Okay. Um, Cause you know, Disney has that crazy de-aging technology that they use um, in their Marvel films. And I'm going to read you directly from the rumor that I, um, that I texted uh, Pablo. Okay. <clears throat> After the opening crawl, we pan from space. The camera moves toward a planet covered in trees. Can you read it like Obi-Wan Kenobi? I don't want to butcher that accent. Okay. I'm just right, read it okay. like Yoda. No, I can't. <laughs> I'll butcher that as well. Do it like Watto. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Chewbacca. Um, Jar Jar. Oh, no. No. Oh, the God. camera moves toward the planet. No, let me stop. That's, that was horrible. Okay. Now I want to burn that. I'm just going to read it as me. Okay. The camera moves toward plant a planet covered in trees. We see a blue lightsaber dueling a green lightsaber in the distance. Both the lightsabers are held in hand by two Jedi with white helmets, with visors covering their faces, so we cannot immediately recognize if this is Rey with someone new. 
the two Jedi break their duel and remove their helmets to reveal Luke Skywalker and Leia Organa looking exactly the age they did in Return of the Jedi on Endor's moon. The movie begins with a flashback. Wow. I'm wet. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> my, my fucking panties are flooded. That would... <laughs> I would love that. They, I mean, you know, after, after the divisive uh, taste that The Last Jedi left in the fandom's mouths, I mean, I, I was not... Pavel and I were not as... I'm just calling you Pavel from now on. I'm tired of calling you Pablo. That's fine. So you can edit it, you know. Yeah, I don't so care. Denver Broncos, you know, you can just edit that in. Um, but after after the the division that that movie seemed to have caused in the fandom, uh, you know, Rise of Skywalker has to hit it out of the park because this is the last in the Skywalker uh, main line, you know. So that opening scene, oh. Oh, it would be it would be amazing, and would explain certain things. Like you know, people are just like, oh, how could Leia, you know, float back from in being in space and and you know still live after being in the vacuum of space? I, like, because she has Jedi training. That's why she's a fucking I, Skywalker. I, how did they get those helmets? Why were they out there on the on the moon of Endor? All this stuff it's reeks a of an alternate timeline that takes place right after. You know, uh, Return of the Jedi. Oh, it takes place after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, they're going to be de-aged to look just like they did in that movie. Fuck, my erection is just nuts right now. Put that thing away. Sorry, <laughs> I just you know, it does what it wants. It's <laughs> it's like the Force. It's it's got, like, oh <laughs> my god! It's my living force. I'm telling you, we don't have a microphone for that specific kind of guest. All right, it has Grievous's voice. It's oh like, god. <laughs> General I, Kenobi, <laughs> I have trained in your Jedi arts. <laughs> do you guys do you guys have faith in J.J. Uh, Abrams bringing it in? I think so. Yeah, I do. I think I think he has enough skill as a movie maker and enough love for the source material to bring it into something that will satisfy the fandom. I'm worried that. Uh, it, It'll be too generic or just a repeat of um, like the previous, uh, the original prequel. Mm, mm. It might, it might. But I think the um, their focus with this is to tie every single movie together in this last film, including elements from the prequels. So, I mean, there are strong murmurs in the underground that we will see um, Anakin Ah, I, in this movie. I just hope it doesn't have to do with time travel. I no? really I really hope it's just like force ghosts or people yeah. coming back from like the dead. But what like ab- Gandalf the White kind of. But what about the whole like, you know, um what's it called? The world between worlds. They they, they <sighs> talked about it in Clone Wars or every time Rebels. You, every time you say that I think of uh, Indiana Jones and the ki- and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is like mm-hmm. now we're going to the space between spaces. Remember that? I didn't watch that movie. Oh, that movie sucked. <laughs> um, <laughs> you missed out because it sucked. <laughs> um, but yeah, they talk about the space between spaces, and every time you say that, I literally I throw up in my mouth because all I can think about is when that happens in that movie. Well, in, in, in the Star Wars mythology, there is there is some precedent for a type of time travel, you know. So I don't, 
I don't like it. Yeah. It might be, you know, it might be a stretch to introduce it in the, into this film, especially since we haven't seen it in any of the prior uh, films. So I don't think they'll go there, but um, you never know. They're going to go crazy with this. Before we, we continue, is, did you want to say something? Oh, I just wanted to um, mention the X-Men. There's like a rumor about uh, Magneto and Pro- Professor X being uh, minorities. I heard that. I heard. What that. do you guys Holy think? Holy shit! If that ha- like it makes so much sense. I'm all. I am, I am all in. So for it. I'm. I'm so in. Yes. For that because they've, they've mentioned. I I I read an article on it and it's just like you know there really is no reason why they need to be, white in particular. What um, man? And for Magneto's story, it's it it might be difficult because you know he he what they've established in the films and in the comics somewhere is that he does come up from a very tragic background, especially in Holocaust not, survivor, Holocaust survivor. But imagine his age, he, he would be too old in the current time. Exactly. Right? So imagine if he was a Mexican child separated from his family at the that border. Would be awesome. I, oh, that is perfect. Magneto. Magneto. <laughs> I, I think for either uh, professor Rex or uh, Magneto, um, What's his name? Uh, uh, the Gus, John uh, Carlo. Oh his name? my God! There's a rumor about that. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! <laughs> and it, it makes sense to have them as minorities as well because um. Te voy a matar con mis chancletas de acero. They're they're based on uh, uh, MLK and Malcolm X. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And a lot of the fandom is going to refuse to um, fuck them. Uh, yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. Exactly. No. <laughs> you guys said it perfectly. You guys said it perfectly. But oh, that would be that would be such a bold choice. Oh my God. I'm oh I'm so ex- oh please please. I'm like turning into Bart Simpson when he like realized he could, he could do something really evil. He's like, ah, oh, oh. <laughs> he's drooling on himself. There. <laughs> and I think there's also a, a part of the rumor is uh, Denzel Washington has been approached as well. I don't know how true these rumors are. To be who? Uh, I don't know which Magneto, character. It would blow like it would blow my mind. Yeah. But if he was Professor Bex. If he would be <laughs> Professor X, it would also blow my mind. Because it's, it's like there's all these A-list uh, movie stars, right, that Marvel wants to lock up oh into their films. God. And it'll be perfect. Denzel Washington is either as Magneto. <laughs> or, or Professor I'm, X. I'm just imagining him like the Denzel from Training Day. Like, oh, oh you man. Think, you think you're going to come after the mutants, huh? <laughs> is that what you're saying? You're going to come after the mutants? <laughs> <laughs> My mutant, you know. <laughs> Galactus ain't got shit on me. Yo, that's sick. Oh yes, oh, dude, that. this is so that. Oh, I can't even wrap my head around this. It. It's is so awesome. Like some lo- some like orgasmic level of fan casting right now. Oh my! And God. it'll really separate uh, them from the F- Fox's version of uh, the X Men. Oh, complete. Talk about. Like there's no mistaken. <laughs> oh like, yeah, this yeah. is this is not the same universe at all. Holy cow! But I I have I have also heard murmurs that um, they are considering uh, Michael Fassbender for uh, Magneto as well. So I think there's going to be at least one or two actors from the Fox properties that make the jump over to MCU. I don't know who, but um, that might be fun as well. Just to see, you know that. Just for Disney to show off, like, yeah, we got the power to absorb a whole other 
uh, universe. But um, I want to ask you guys in regards to universes uh, before we wrap up here. Okay. Um, what are your thoughts on the adaptation of like classic animes into live action? Because last episode or the one before that, uh, Pavel and I were uh, talking about Cowboy Bebop and how there are pictures now floating around of the cast uh, that has been um, chosen for the live action series. Is it whitewashed? No, no. They chose um, John Cho as Spike Spiegel. Oh. And he's been growing out his hair, and he looks good. I gotta say, nice. like. And did you ever see um, Luke Cage the series? Yeah. Uh, you know uh, Bushmaster. Yeah. He's playing Jet. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Were you, uh, I was. I almost wanted to ask, like, are you into anime? I'm. I've. I've watched bits and pieces. Um, okay. The most I've watched was um, DBZ. DBZ. Okay. Yeah. okay. All right. <laughs> Did you enjoy that. the uh, live action uh, remake? It was the DVD? best thing ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right? I thought so too. Yeah. Win- winner of several <laughs> Oscars, um, right? Yeah, yeah. What's, With, going, uh, what's going on? Justin Chatwin as uh, oh, uh, you've stepped into the what if? Oh, dude, this uh, is the what if version <laughs> of our robots versus taxes. Oh my god, <laughs> where we've just lost our minds. <laughs> It's um, broadcasting live from an insane asylum. <laughs> um, uh, the last Airbender isn't exactly anime, but it is heavily heavily influenced by sure. anime. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I think the DBZ, the Dragon Ball movie, is as good as the last Airbender movie. <laughs> right? Yeah. The top two. There's no, there's no high watermark for that. Oh my I'm god! Like, I don't Shyamalan. think there has ever been like a really good adaptation, live action adaptation of anime. Um. There is going to be a Avatar: Last Airbender live action show on Netflix. Really? By the original creators, and they've the the first statement they came up with was they're not going to whitewash the cast. Thank God. Yes. So have faith in that. Excellent. Thank God. Excellent. I hope that they do a good job. But the reason I touched on it is because um, I was thinking that anime is often uh, presented as they're not trying to make cartoons; they're trying to make cinema. It just happens that they're. Uh, the, f- the, the form that they use is animation based, but all of their decisions in terms of camera angles uh, when they make these movies and TV series, especially like the more classic ones, are with the sensibilities of a traditional film filmmaker. So it makes me wonder, like, how come there hasn't been a great translation from, you know, uh, an animated version of a property to live action, considering that so many of the sensibilities are taken into account but maybe that's something we can talk on you know in a in the next episode or something like that yeah but yeah let's just wrap up the show because it's like it's getting up there okay <laughs> we need to put the the ending on this one so that you can edit yeah. it down okay yeah all right all right dear listeners thanks for listening to us and i'm ernesto mancibo and i'm pablo morale martinez with special guest habib at 21 confirmed kills con 22 yeah. now Holy cow, this guy's good. This guy, man, (laughs) like he's lightning fast. So good. And together we are Robots Robots versus versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. Oh, my God. I totally tripped over my own tongue. Um, And while you're out there, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the Week. Hell, your 